Hello Gateway Church, it's been and it's a joy to be able to be with you on this online experience. For those who don't know me, I'm all the way from Perth and it's a joy to be able to be part of your teaching team. Hey, there's a story of a businessman flying home from a business trip and he decided to drop by a duty-free shop to buy his lovely wife some nice perfume. Now, he noticed a new bottle of perfume and he loved the smell and he asked the young lady, excuse me, how much is this particular bottle of perfume? And she replied, well, sir, it's actually on special, only $30 for this bottle. And the man instantly replied, $30? You gotta be kidding, it's so expensive. Is there anything cheaper? So the young lady simply handed him a mirror to look at. Now we hear stories like these and we kind of laugh or we kind of cringe because Deep down, I believe, in our existence, we don't think this is right because the core of our existence will say, this is so wrong. And the reason why we think like that is because every person, I believe, we are made in the image of a generous God. And if God is generous, He wants us to be generous as well. In fact, Pastor Marcy have been taking us through a series on how not to read the Bible. And if you're reading through the Bible, you cannot help it but see plenty of references to giving and generosity. Did you know that 11 out of the 40 parables that Jesus taught on were all on money? See, on generosity, on giving And I believe that as followers of Jesus, we are called to be like him, to be generous. But here's the thing about generosity. I do not believe that it is something that happens overnight. You're not going to hear one message from me and tomorrow wake up and say, yep, I'm going to be generous from this day onwards. No, I believe it is something that we have to be intentional. We have to start small and we have to work towards generosity. And so what I want to do is I want to encourage you and me to walk towards generosity. You know, the thing is that to be generous, it's very difficult because I think deep down there's a fear of loss that if you give, you may be afraid of losing something. But I agree with Henry Nowin and I quote him. He says this, every time I take a step in the direction of generosity, I know I'm moving from fear to love. So this morning, I want to encourage you and me to move away from fear and into love through generosity. And so what I have for you is three things to consider if you want to work towards generosity. And the text of study will be in 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verses 1 to seven. So if you have your Bible, this is a good time to turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 8. The first thing to consider is this. Generosity is a response to grace. Uh, look with me in verse 1 of chapter 8. Paul writes this. Uh, we want you to know, brothers you know, and sisters, about the grace of God that has been given among the churches in Macedonia. Uh, Did you know that the second letter to the Corinthians in chapters 8 and 9 has a central theme on generosity? There is actually a word that appears 10 times in these two chapters. It is the word grace. 
which is the loving kindness of God towards us. You would notice that at the very start of chapter 8 in verse 1, the Apostle Paul mentioned the grace of God has been given to the churches in Macedonia. Later on in the chapter, we find out that the Macedonians are super generous. And the reason why they're generous is because they knew that God was so gracious towards them. You see, friends, uh, we can only be generous when we realize that God has been gracious towards us first, that everything we have is only by the kindness of God, God's grace towards us. I agree with uh, James in his writing. He says this in James 1.17, Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father. That's the reason why as followers of Christ, we, what? we pray before we eat because we acknowledge that God has been kind in allowing us to have food on the table. A few months ago, one of my boys shouted out in the kitchen, Thank you, Jesus. And I'm like, what happened? For what? And my son said, well, there was one last icy pole in the freezer. And he was like, thank you, Jesus. You know, friends, it is always healthy and good for the soul that every now and then we remind ourselves that everything we have is from God. It is the grace of God. Our family, our talents, our career, our treasures, our finances, the business that we have, it is all a gracious gift from God. And our generosity towards others is the visible sign of the invisible grace of God towards us. You know, there's a particular brother in my church over the past few years, he would deposit random amounts of money into the church account. A few years ago, it was 50,000. Yeah, 50,000. I think last year it was 100,000. And sometime before that was another 25 to 30,000. And I can only conclude the reason why this man is so gracious and generous is purely because it's a response to God's grace towards his business. And I believe that's the very first thing we need to understand that our generosity is only a response to the grace of God. And it's good for you and for me to remind us of that every now and then. The second thing to consider is that generosity is an act of sacrifice. It's going to be costly. Now go back to the text, look in verses 2 and 3. For in a severe test of affliction, their abundance of joy and their extreme poverty have overflowed in a wealth of generosity on their part. Verse 3, for they gave according to their means, as I can testify, and beyond their means of their own accord. You know, what, what do we learn about the Macedonians? By the way, they're the Philippians and Thessalonians in the New Testament. Well, we learn two things. Number one, they experienced severe persecution. And number two, they experienced extreme poverty. They're a very poor group of Christ followers. But notice what the text said about them. They had this overflowing wealth of generosity and they gave beyond their means. And this reminds me of the widow's offering in the gospel according to Mark 12. Go with me to Mark 12, 43 and 44. Jesus said, Truly I tell you, this poor widow has put more into the treasury than all the others. They 
they all gave out of their wealth, but she, out of her poverty, put in everything all she had to live on. You notice that? The giving of the widow moved Jesus. The giving of the Macedonians moved the Apostle Paul. And in both examples, we see what? Sacrificial giving. Here's the thing. If our giving doesn't really mean anything to us, then it probably doesn't really mean anything to God. If our generosity does not matter to us, then it doesn't really matter to God. Amen. See, what matters to us will affect us and it will be costly and it will be sacrificial. I'll give you an example. Um, I have a younger brother who is 12 years my junior. Today, he's head of department in a secondary school. He leads his team. He's doing well. He's got a lovely wife, two beautiful sons. But let me say, in his teenage years, he was a pain in the gluteus maximus. I actually had him living with me Monday to Friday. And then on the weekend, he can go and spend time with mom and dad. So I actually took him out of his school. I enrolled him into the school that I was teaching. I paid for the tuition fees. I paid for his uniform, his books. And I had him under my care from the uh, years of year 8 to year 12. And I loved him. And what was so amazing is that my wife, Tran, was willing to support the decision of us raising my teenage brother in our first year of marriage. And Tran and I are still married today for 21 years. But my wife, she, she had so much grace and love towards my brother. Why am I telling you this? Because my brother matters to me. The act of loving him and looking after him during those teenage years, it was costly. It was a sacrifice. But I love him and it matters to me. If it matters to us, then it will be sacrificial. There will be a cost. And I believe that you and I, as we give, we have to ask ourselves the question, does it matter to us? Is it sacrificial giving? I think the danger is that if we're not careful as followers of Jesus Christ, we just give because it's the Christian thing to do. But the challenge is to ask us this question, is our giving sacrificial? Does it matter to us? Because if it matters to us, it will matter to God. That's the second thing I want you to consider. The third thing is that generosity is a process of discipline. Now look in verse 7. But as you excel in everything, in faith, in speech, in knowledge, in all earnestness, and in our love for you, See that you excel in this grace of giving. You see what Paul was doing right there? He said to the Christians in Corinth, Hey, you excel in a lot of things. You excel in your faith, in your knowledge, in your speech, etc., etc. Because the Corinthians, if you know, they were such a gifted group of Christ followers. It was a great church. But notice what Paul said at the end of verse 7. See that you also excel in the grace of giving. And here's the thing, to excel in any discipline, it takes hard work. It requires 
discipline if you want to improve. You know, they say there's this 100-hour uh, rule. I don't know if you heard of that. Uh, simply, it states that if you put 16 minutes per day and work on a particular discipline over a period of one year, that will equal to 100 hours. And they say that if you do this every day, 16 minutes for one entire year, you will be in the top 5% of the world in that particular discipline. So let's just say you decide to go to the gym seven days a week, every day, 16 minutes. I will promise you and I will guarantee you, you'll be in the top 5% of the most fittest, healthiest person on the face of the planet. But here's the thing, all those require discipline. And that's the same with generosity. If we want to be more generous, it requires discipline. We have to be consistent and we have to start somewhere. So let me give you two practical things to consider if you want to be disciplined. Number one is this, have a budget, right? A budget will help us to be faithful stewards of what God has entrusted us with. Work out how much God has blessed you. Set aside an amount, right, that you will give to the work of the Lord. Let's say 10%. Now the remaining 90% have a budget. Work out how much is for rent or mortgage, how much is for grocery, how much is for savings for the children, how much is for spending, right? And here's the thing with spending. Stick to your budget, all right? Stop buying things that you see online or on those shopping channels. Like, seriously? You do not need the Ab Worker 2000. Just eat healthy, exercise, get off the couch. I guarantee you, you have those abs, right? Just because it's on sale, Black Friday, it doesn't mean you need it. Just because it's the latest gadget, it doesn't mean you must have it. And if you struggle, right, in the area of just spending recklessly, delete those apps. Delete eBay, delete Facebook Marketplace, delete Amazon. Do it right now in the name of Jesus. Amen. Now, secondly, don't keep up with the Joneses. Don't compare. Just because they're going to Germany and you're going to Geelong on the weekend, it's okay. She's got a Louis Vuitton handbag and you got one from Tajay. It's okay. He's got an Apple iPhone and you've got an Android smartphone. Yeah, just forget about that example. Be content. Live within your means. Don't fall into the lies of the world that you must have what your neighbors have. I believe as you begin to look into budgeting, living within your means, make small changes to your spending, I believe you will have the freedom to be generous. Friends, what is God saying to you today? What is your next step in working towards generosity? Start small, take baby steps, be disciplined, make some changes. John D. Rockefeller, I quote him, he says this, I never would have been able to tithe the first million dollars I ever made if I had not tithed my first salary. 
which was $1.50 per week. You see, friends, it requires discipline. Start today. Start small. And I believe you and I, we all will go from a non-giver to a regular giver to an extravagant giver. God bless you and thanks for listening. Bye-bye.